Colorism, colorism, colorism. That's what we're on today. Between a white past and Megan being shunned by the royal family. To Lovecraft Country putting a whole light-skinned black person in blackface. We gotta talk about colorism. Again. This is Tea with Queen and Jay. Drink up. We is back. We is. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm better. How All right. are you doing? Okay. I'm I doing I'm doing better. We took a week off last week because we just could not. <laughs> we, we simply could not. We couldn't. We could not. We were we, we were busy, but also we could not. We, we could, could not. not and we wanted to make sure that we listened to ourselves when it said, yeah. "Nah, bitch, I cannot." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we took a week off and um, yes. yeah, I'm I'm getting better. There. good yeah. that's good i too am seeing improvement so okay that's good good yo i'm glad i'm glad we took that time off i'm glad we took that time off welcome, welcome to tea with queen and jay we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea dismantling white, white supremacist, supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time i'm queen i'm jay and this, this is tea, tea with queen and jay if you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag T with QJ. We love when you use that on all social media. Also use the hashtag pod in and that allows other people who are using that hashtag to find T with Queen and J. You should already be following us on social media, but if you are not, we are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. And we are also on Tumblr and Facebook. You can just search for us there and hit that follow button we want to hear from you we love to hear from you actually so you can send us your t-mail at tweetwithqueenandj at gmail.com send us questions comments feedback silly things serious things all of these things we love that send us your t-mail that's right every episode we pour libations for the people places and things giving us black ass black joy queen what are you pouring libations for this week (laughs) so i am pouring libations for a gem of a young man named Little Nas X, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know who Nas X is, he is the guy who sings that Old Time Road song. And if you don't know Old Time Road, then you probably don't listen to this podcast. You don't listen to this podcast because that song, it's like possible. you don't listen. No, you probably don't engage with technology because that song <laughs> was, yeah, it was every, everywhere. you know, it was mm-hmm. every, it was, it was yeah. literally everywhere if you have children there's no way you don't know that song because that was like the elementary school turn up bop of Mm -hmm. 2019 right like dead ass Mm -hmm. okay so little nas x minding his little cute business and dj academics posted on his instagram that china is requesting that if you are coming to china you have to get swabbed for covid like that's how you're doing the covid test to get swabbed in your booty hole right oh okay you missed you left out that detail yeah booty you get swabbed in your cheek it's a booty hole swab yeah booty hole swab and that rapper who i don't ever like to say their name but i'm just gonna say it for the you know the, the flow mm-hmm. of the libation. Right. Takashi69. Content warning for homophobia. Yes, thank you. Commented mm-hmm. under there, Little Nas X has entered the chat. And we are, if you don't know, Little Nas X is is gay. He came out. Mm-hmm. Many folks already assumed he was gay because he was such a, a barb, Nicki Minaj fan or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. he came out. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know that. We know that because not only are we yeah. on use technology, but we are attached 
to the internet? I didn't know. When he came out, I was like, oh, he came out. And then, um, oh, and then people, you learned he people was a that barb. I knew was like, he was a barb. And he was, I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so CSI Twitter, black, black Twitter CSI, we knew that he was a barb. So, those of us who knew he was a barb assumed that he was probably queer. Yeah. But I don't remember, I wasn't involved in a lot of discussions about that. I mm-hmm. just remember when he came out, I was like, oh, shit, we got a whole like out huge rapper yeah this is a big fucking deal right so he's a little Nas x is a big fucking deal yeah that's how i felt so, about it when he came out so yes he put that homophobic slur as a joke um Chikashi. we don't we, we know it's not a joke but that's right. what he felt he was doing and little's not x who is first of all first of all first of all he like owns social media like that he right he most of the barbs and again for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about like <laughs> barbs are Nicki Minaj fans right so mm-hmm. most of the barbs know how to use and how to engage with social media if you are a barb if people know you as a barb it's because you've been on social media fucking around trolling people yes and uh, getting involved in other shenanigans and then you have to understand Gen Z grew up with social media like right they right. this is like Saturday morning cartoons to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Social media is like the the lunchroom. You know, like right. it's just like, you know, like whatever. Whereas we we like came into it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's a, he's amazing at it. I would never come at him on social media. I would never mm-hmm. come at him because I actually like really adore him. But I would never come at him on social media. He's also very witty and quick. <laughs> so right. I don't understand. And I know that I do understand. Takashi thought he could do the shit that like that people did in school that mm. toxic masculinity says you can do when no one is going to is going to go unchecked no one's going to say right. anything this queer person is not going to say anything back because of the dynamics of power of being like a, this toxic motherfucker mm. but this is little Nas X so what little mm. Nas X does is on his on his TikTok he screenshots the Instagram post where little where Takashi says the slur and then he shows a screenshot of an alleged I'm going to say alleged of an alleged mm. D- DM slide that Takashi had to Little Nox X, where he's like, one it was like a month prior, one was just a month prior. Yeah, one was just yo, mm-hmm. and you don't see any reply from Little Nox X. That was like a certain date. I don't remember the exact date, but let's say that was in April of 2019. Then mm-hmm. in June of 2019, you see Takashi again, like, yo, I'm in your city. You're like, yo, what's up? And it's like a laughing emoji and a Wasn't heart. it like wasn't it like a month ago? Wasn't it? that recent i don't i don't remember the dates i just know that yeah so the dates what i was saying was that it's a month before so a month prior from what i remember looking at the dates a a month prior to him being homophobic on instagram and referencing nas x a month before that he was sliding into nas x's dms like hey i'm in your city i'm in your city or whatever heart emoji at the end yeah so whenever it happened he basically just showed us the receipts like you know (laughs) I entered the chat for Swab's My Booty mm-hmm. Hole, but you was definitely in my chat <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to see what was up. And then the video was just cute. He's dancing. He puts on a, he puts on a, I don't know why he has a ski mask. He's he doing the Harlem mask. Shake, He's which is funny shake. when anybody from, anyone from Gen Z that does the Harlem Shake is for mockery's sake. It's fucking yes, hilarious. Yeah, it's not a dance Because they wasn't around when the fucking Harlem Shake came about. There's yeah. no reason to do the Harlem Shake at this stage outside of like for fun and silliness and lightness. So yes. I always find that fucking funny when anybody from Gen Z is Harlem shaking. It's hilarious to me. But yeah, it's an adorable video. Yeah, so it was just really cute. I just like that he for himself had enough like I would I think I guess it's more than agency, but he knew that he could 
like shoot back. Like, so when toxic masculinity is being shot at a queer man in particular, that the power, because of the way the power structure is, that you don't normally, generally see, especially mm-hmm. in an industry like that, and that hyper visible like that, somebody right. like coming back at them like that, and then kind of like exposing them in that way. It was just like, yes, yeah. and I love petty. I love petty. I love that he had these fucking dm slides and he never replied so to me that's petty right there just like i'm just leaving you on read and then right. i'm gonna i'm gonna keep this in my notes i'm gonna save this because i know <laughs> that you are such a piece of shit motherfucker that there will be a time i'm gonna keep this in mm-hmm. my memory i'm gonna keep this in my memory bank because there will be a time where i can make this resurface and now yeah. you look foolish as an internet connoisseur, I don't particularly understand why Takashi thought that he could get away with it without some kind of like because he's a troll. He uses back. He's a troll. Okay. He yeah. he's a troll. His whole brand is trolling and getting attention and do. He is also a person of the Gen Z generation who mm-hmm. understands being viral, who understands that you have to be seen on social media to be seen. So he right. uses, to me, he uses the internet in a similar way, as, not the same, but a similar way. Mm-hmm. It's just that little Nas X is not a toxic ass motherfucker. So yeah. I'm sure that's why he just, I'm gonna say this joke. Everyone's gonna laugh under it, click the hearts or whatever, do all of that right. shit. Because if you see, when you see famous people on social media, they're always commenting under other people's stuff. But that's so we could see it. That's right. visibility for them. So I don't think he thought it would get this far. And he probably didn't think that Ludo Nas X was going to do what the fuck he did. But, but why wouldn't he think that he would do that? That's the other piece of it. Why wouldn't he think that he would share that you was just in my DMs? I don't understand. He, he probably didn't remember. That's the part. You, there you, you could go. probably just, yeah, just definitely right. not remember. Who knows how many DMs we'd be in? Who knows if he's sober when he's in sliding people's in DMs? True, Who knows true. what the fuck? He probably didn't even remember. So mm-hmm. all I know is that it made a great little thing for me i had me some black joy that day because i really enjoyed it and i do not like takashi and i'm not gonna get into all of that but i enjoyed yeah, that i don't so like I him either libations to for little nas x because that was a great i support that clap back yeah. he also makes fun of other homophobic Yo, tiktoks about yes. him he did yeah. another he did another one where some hotel was uh trying to expose Post. The fucking this, like, like, masculinization. This, like this gay agenda shit. This is the gay, right. He was on some gay agenda shit. Yes. He had put Little Nas X at the center of it. And he's saying that Little Nas X is being put up to this again by the gay agenda, the evil forces behind the gay agenda. And Little Nas is is Basically, like kind of like, like listening, it, eating a bowl it. of popcorn. Yeah, and he starts like dancing behind it. it. Yeah. It's adorable. He does that really, really it. well. He does it really fucking well. So He does. So yeah, follow him on TikTok if you're looking for good times and black joy and giggles. Yeah, I definitely followed him after that because I've joined mm-hmm. that place. And he, I follow him now because I enjoy that. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, I like it. Cheers to him. Who, what, when, where? <laughs> Who are you pouring libations for today, Jay? I'm pouring libations for, first of all, Rhode Island School of Design. Libations to you all. We were there recently and did a presentation. Virtually. And they were very, a virtual. <laughs> virtually. We <were> virtually. <laughs> we did a virtual presentation and they were very supportive and engaged and we had a fucking blast. So libations to Rhode Island School of Design. 
Amazon. Libations to anyone who is a new listener from that experience. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And thanks to everybody who supported us over there. Yes. I yes. also wanted to pour libations for there's this show that's on stars now. It's got three seasons. It's called In the Long Run. Mm-hmm. It is, I want to say written and produced, but I'll say created. Created and produced by Idris Elba. And it's based on, loosely based on his upbringing. And he plays his father or he plays the father on the show. So it is, I don't know if it's a sitcom, but it is a comedy. I think it's a sitcom. I would have to look up the definition of a sitcom. I don't know if you have to be like, you know, they have all these technical definitions. Who the fuck cares? (laughs) Wait, I care. This was haunting me the other night and I meant to, I meant to Google it. What is a sitcom? A situational comedy. I just said that in my head. But I guessed. I was like, situational <laughs> comedy. <laughs> I Was it? I don't know. All right. It is It is a comedy. It is a comedy, I will say. At the end of the day, it is a fucking comedy. It's adorable. Every episode, I think, is about 30 minutes. And it's just this African family living in London, in mm-hmm. the hood. And it's fucking adorable. It's fucking heartwarming. The mom gets mad shine. Like we spend a good amount of time with her and like whatever she's going through. I feel like they tackle racism in ways that are not traumatizing, but like it's there. Like there's never a moment where it's like, okay, are we not going to talk about this racism? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a good balance of that. The soundtrack is excellent. It's a really good 80s soundtrack. Again, it's based in the UK. So it's a wonderful mix of hip hop. Yes. There's a little bit of hip hop, reggae, Afro beats. Doing music on the soundtrack? Uh no, it's a, it's the a soundtrack for the show. So it's like 80s the, the backdrop of the show is 80s music. Okay, I don't no, know if he is They like to do music, music all the time. So I was like I'm right, right, right. opportunity for them he, to insert He himself, might so. he might be the music producer. If so, it's he he did an excellent job. It's very evident mm-hmm. that the person producing music for this show is doing it with care. Like there's a it's very like as mm-hmm. I was listening, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right cuz like Idris is a big music person." Also, he's on every episode and he's fucking sexy yo he's fucking sexy all right i'm still blocked so i don't know how (laughs) (laughs) fucking sexy again he's playing his dad from the 80s still Mm -hmm. fucking hot still fucking hot yo i loved it i loved it i loved every episode but it's uh three seasons on stars did i say hbo i don't know but it's three seasons on stars Mm -hmm. each season is about six episodes felt like a warm fucking hug black people blackness good times fucking loved it watch it check it out you'll feel good you'll feel happy if you are a white person who has a stars login make sure you give it to somebody better a black person somebody else of color all right and um yeah yo watch in the long run that is my libation all right, all right, all right all right all right all right all right so of course we want you to take care of yourself First, but this podcast also runs on your support. There are two ways that you could donate to this podcast. You can go to our website, teawithqueenandj.com, slide on on our homepage, and there is where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, where you can donate any amount at any time. And our second option is our Patreon option, where we ask for a monthly commitment of $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less. We appreciate that shit. And we give you a bonus episode every month. 
We also like you to share this podcast on social media. Tell a friend, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. All of that helps grow Tea with Queen and Jay. And we have been noticing your reviews. We appreciate them. They've been pouring in. So I just wanted to acknowledge that and continue doing that. That's right. Thanks, everybody. If you would like to sponsor us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay podcast or see it on social media, T-mail us at Tea with Queen and Jay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak virtually at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, dismantling white supremacy in the workplace, womanism, black feminism, podcasting, or some other shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team send us your t-mail at t with queen and j at gmail.com we actually have some donation libations this week yeah we got a few paypal donations so thank you to cynthia and cynthia says love your podcast it's my favorite i subscribe on patreon but just saw a tweet about taking a mental health break and wanted to say thank you for your beautiful work and here's a little bit for snacks or whatever you all want. Love you. Oh, thank you. We are definitely going to eat all of the snacks. We have Stephanie and Stephanie says, much love and appreciation to you ladies. Ooh, child. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that Stephanie is new. I think I remember that Stephanie is new and unfamiliar with the fact that I'm not a lady. So that's just a reminder to everybody that I'm not a lady. So I think I remember seeing this and not thinking anything of it because I recognized that Stephanie was new, but I don't remember how I know that. But okay. but yes. Yeah. So just a reminder, I'm not a lady. It's only one one lady, I guess, if we wanted mm-hmm. to do that here on this podcast. So we would not be ladies. But thank you so much. So I'll get back to what they said. I look forward to your podcast weekly. Thanks, Stephanie. And remember, Jay is not a lady. We also have Carla. And Carla says, just got that tax refund and wanted to spread a little bit of love so y'all can supersize that mail, get some tea, cure red cups, or whatever will bring you a little bit of happiness today. Y'all bring me so much joy on a Wednesday. Thanks for everything you do. Much love from this TV Italian and SoCal heart emoji. Thank you. Y'all getting tax refunds? Maybe I need to do taxes. (laughs) Me too. I have so many, so much taxes to do. (laughs) We also got new Patreon subscribers and Raphael, Tiana, Melissa, Candice, Chelsea, Maria, Jeff, Casey, Orion, and Nico. Thank you all so much for supporting us on Patreon. We appreciate the love there. Patreon allows us to know how much money is coming in for us every month how much support we have it allows us to plan for the show it allows us to budget and know what we can do we do do a bonus episode nowadays as a thank you for our to our patreon supporters but please know that when you support us on patreon you are not paying for that bonus episode Mm -hmm. you are supporting this podcast t with queen and j podcast and we do the bonus episode as a thank you and so um we do definitely try and do that every month for sure but please know that when you support us it's not in payment for bonus content it is in support of tea with queen and j podcast all right so let's get into the show all right 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 queen what kind of tea are you drinking i am drinking chai 
What kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking green tea. My mom actually mm. sent me some honey. Did I say this already? Maybe. My no. mom sent me some honey, some like matcha infused honey. Mm-hmm. So I've been putting that in my green tea and it's been delicious. Oh, have I been adding good. agave to it? Yes, I have. It wasn't sweet enough. All right. I'm trying. Trying no. not to make everything super duper sweet. One was counting your sugar intake. No, no, no. Right. None of us. All right. I felt None of us. We are in a shame. pandemic. We are in a pandemic. Better get the sugar you want. We're you know? in a motherfucking pandemic. What are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And separate from my pronouns, I am not a lady. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming that I'm a bad bitch, that I am enough. I am financially wealthy without trauma. I am well rested. My hair and fashions are popping. My body popping. and mind are healthy. Healthy. And that I will forever and always turn up on these hoes. And when I say hoes, I'm talking about white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. Cause mm. fuck all of that shit. And I'm a stunt mm-hmm. on, on that shit. Okay. I say yes only to activities that are healthy for my mind, body, and emotional well-being. I courageously protect my happiness. I have romance and intimacy that fulfills my needs. Mm. I affirm a continued and safe healthy COVID relief effort for whatever city or town you're in and also safe and healthy vaccine situations. However, you've decided to go about that. I want to affirm that it is the right decision for you. And I affirm that everyone is still going to have an abundant ass 2021. A bundle is for everyone. You, this is your year. Every year is your year, actually. But just want to affirm that 2021 is the turn up year for abundance for your ass. I like that. Mm-hmm. What are you affirming for yourself today? I am affirming a long life full of abundance, health, wealth, sustainable, rewarding, and financially beneficial self-employment. I affirm rest. I affirm that I am a writer. I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I am productive. I'm energized. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm my apartment is clean and organized. I manage my schedule seamlessly and achieve everything on my to-do list, even if that to-do list is only in my head. (laughs) And I complete all projects successfully without trauma. I affirm productive therapy and around-the-clock home healthcare services for my grandmother. I also affirm liberation and power to all the people i love that affirmation that's a really good affirmation yes thank you thank you thank you thank you so did you watch the oprah interview with Meghan markle and prince harry i sure did i Mm -hmm. i did i did i did (laughs) okay what's all that um it was so i want to say that i watched it after it aired okay because That matters. That matters because the way that people were talking about it, I thought I was going to get more. <laughs> like okay. a lot happened, but because of the way yeah. that everyone was live tweeting it and talking about it the night of, that I was like, okay, like it was mm-hmm. still a oh, like oh shoot, like stuff was like oh damn. But right. I thought I was going to like hear about things that I would have never guessed, or you know, like I don't know, Imagine. I just thought maybe something else would happen right. because of the conversation that was happening since I didn't see it live. Mm-hmm. So it did like raise my expectations. When I watched it, I was like, oh, racism. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm familiar with this. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, mm-hmm. just with mm-hmm. a biscuit instead of a cookie, you know, it was like. <laughs> right. Well, some people think biscuits are cookies. You, so. Like you. 
to that. No, I don't. I think that there are cookies here that are obviously biscuits. No, no, no. I'm we saying their racism. Fucking... I'm saying their racism yes. is with a biscuit because they're British. Yes. Ours Absolutely. is with a cookie because. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, you're right. Americans. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So that was like my, that's like my. Right, your overall takeaway. My overall takeaway from Mm -hmm. um, the thing. It's like, oh, racism, you know. It is unfortunate, though. I don't ever want to see anyone be harmed by anti-blackness and racism and stuff like that. It was very interesting to me that because she is a biracial black person, I don't have the privileges she has. And like nothing close, but it was interesting to me, my understanding that because of maybe her privilege, people assumed that she would just be totally safe from harm, which was just- When you say people, who do you mean? Like conversations coming out of this interview, coming out of her even marrying him. Like I remember when they were getting married and it was like, we got a black princess and like all of this- stuff and like i didn't really hear like when she was entering the space i didn't hear concerns or like it was just like this i guess a thing to be happy about i didn't have feel okay. either way about it because it was like mm-hmm. i don't give a fuck about princesses in england and shit like that mm-hmm. so when i hear people talking about all of the harm and it sounds like surprise to me it's right. like we know that her proximity to get to that place is because of all of that privilege it's based on her skin right. color and like Depending on where she lives. Yeah, depending on where she lives, she passes, you know, like whatever. It was just weird to me that because of that, I know that that's what got her in the space. Yes. But that doesn't completely save you from harm, like anti-blackness harm. So you're saying it was weird to you that observers, black people and other people alike did not anticipate that she would experience or didn't seem to, like that wasn't a part of the conversation that she might experience racism. Yeah. It was just like, like, oh, she's she's getting in. And it was like, it, it just made me think about how we kind of maybe erase or not think about the privilege allows that proximity but what mm-hmm. still happens while you're in mm-hmm. these spaces with these white motherfuckers? Because you're still... As a fucking black person. Yes, because right. you're still black. And it made me think mm-hmm. about me and you had this conversation a gazillion years ago. So you probably don't remember. But we were talking about house slaves and field yeah. slaves and how people like always try to like glorify the house slaves experience. And yes, right. that there's privilege in being in the house and your food is a little better and this and this and this and that. Sleeping in a fucking bed at night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the prox you are right with these motherfuckers. Right. Right. <laughs> so, being raped, spit on, yes, yeah, all, exactly. all these kinds of things that you have to be in close proximity to experience that kind of that kind of abuse. That particular brand yes. of being like right up under them right up in their nose right up in their faces or whatever yeah Yeah. so it just it just it kind of highlight i think how much people kind of bypass that erase that um when it comes to Mm. black people who are passable black people who are light-skinned black people who have privilege that allows them to be in a space but it's Mm. never easy to be in that fucking space you know so that was something that was just from the conversation coming out of it i'm just like Mm. how 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 does that get forgotten all the time because i do yeah. see that a lot mm-hmm. right yeah i do also want to say that she never refers to herself in that interview as a black person you're right um, you're correct I, well i am going to refer to her as a black person for the purposes of the conversation that we're having also in light of the things that were discussed they treated her the way that they did because she is a black person yeah and so i just do i do want to acknowledge because i know that there, there are some people who observed that she did not say black mm-hmm. and have are like oh well i'm not calling her that or whatever and that's yeah. that's fine i just mm-hmm. want to acknowledge 
I am aware I am calling her a black person anyway because I believe that her experience, the experience that she had within that space is due to her blackness, is due to her being a black person. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. I, I do also acknowledge that if she were not passing, then to your point, she may not have even been in that position. Yeah, she wouldn't even like, probably to been begin there. with. So yeah, I'm definitely yeah. acknowledging that she is passing. She is biracial. But for me, I am still calling her a black person here in this space. Mm-hmm. I felt like, and again, I'm saying this as a black person you're black just just, (laughs) (laughs) um not to everybody that's something on twitter right now talking about like lumping me in with some kind of like white passing person but whatever fuck yourself so doing that oh they love it as a black person watching this interview as somebody who's like i know that she's experienced horrible things i'm also looking at this entertainment value and and Coming off of like what I was seeing on Twitter, I was a little underwhelmed. A little bit like it wasn't like the yeah, bombs were not dropping. Yeah, it was it like... sounded like it sounded like a black woman at work. Yep. And unfortunately, her job was to live with the oppressor. Like yeah. she, she couldn't clock out and go home or whatever. And I think that's a part of why so many of us believe her and can relate to that shit because that's how white people get down. Mm-hmm. I think that there is always an element of shock even though we know these things happen hearing it happen is still like because it's so fucking inhumane it's still like oh wow what the fuck right but i I guess i was expecting maybe a few more bombs to be dropped but again that's a part of being desensitized to racialized violence and Mm -hmm. shit like that i was expecting to be based on what i was saying on twitter i was expecting it to be more like oh my god oh my they be doing that over there. Yeah. I also think that the idea, a lot of people were saying, and we are Black American Twitter, right? So that's, I haven't tapped into Black British Twitter yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll fall into that in the upcoming week or whatever. But what I was seeing on Black American Twitter, it seemed to be amongst certain people, like certain people felt like this made the fucking royalty, the fucking royal family look bad. And like in the grand scheme of things... Mm does it in the grand scheme of things it seems like nobody cares in the grand scheme of things white supremacist patriarchal capitalism from them is okay you know what i'm saying yeah grand scheme of things the whole point of this was white supremacy and england the uk fucking supports this they are part of the creation of the rule book of this whole thing so like what yes so it's not like this is to me this is not like ooh, they're in trouble it's not (laughs) Mm-mm. it's not she no, just no. told us the details we know the details now of their separation we knew it was funky stank janky shit going on and yeah. now we know the details yeah so i appreciate that i also do think it's important for those people who were like what racism there i do think it's important that she spoke out so that people could really who who are in disbelief at this kind of thing could really yeah. be like oh shit this mm-hmm. is like this is this really goes down yeah the other thing of it that I think a lot of us can relate to is when she was talking about... So for anybody who is unfamiliar, I don't know why you would be unfamiliar, but it's cool. If you're unfamiliar, Prince Harry is the son of Princess Diana and Prince Charles. Direct line to fucking whatever. When the queen dies, Prince Charles will be king. Yada, 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 all that good shit, right? So um, Prince Harry is the second son, so he's a prince. His children, there was discussion, and they are not, right? There was discussion of the children that him and Meghan have, even though he is a prince, not being granted the title of prince Prince or princess, princess. right? Yeah. Which, according to tradition, according to whatever 
royal rules, naturally this the children yeah. of this prince would be princes and princesses and shit like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Prince Harry's older brother, Prince William, him and Kate's kids, they are all fucking prince and princesses or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just so interesting and we have if you are a black person if you are a person of color depending on your proximity to blackness a lot of this experience this where the rules change when you're a black person the rules fucking change it's like oh yeah we know that everyone else is a prince or a prince but your kids eh, they don't we're not giving them that title it's unnecessary it doesn't make sense they were talking about how without that title you don't have access to security so now you're part of this fucking royal family which you're like you're a target for people who want to do harm or whatever you are a target it would make sense that you would still have security our former presidents in the u.s they still have security long after they have left office because they are a target so it's just bizarre that the royal family would think it was okay to have people who are a part of their family who are a natural target for harm no longer be protected, not be protected. And then to decide that the first children of color in this line, they don't get to hold this title. Yeah. It's like white supremacy will find a way to make protocol and traditions be changed in order to accommodate white supremacy. Like, yeah. that's just like a normal thing. There's other things that could change. Because when they talked about how it was difficult for them and hard, the consensus with the royal family is that this is how it's always been. Right. <laughs> this is the way it is. So if that's just the way it is, then how come it's not just the way it is and they are prince and princesses? Exactly. You could only change tradition and change things mm-hmm. when... When it's to accommodate white supremacy. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. They also talked about, when they talked about their son, this is before the son was born, that there was mm-hmm. talk about whether or not this child would be dark. How dark, how dark how, the child would be. And it's like, she's passing. His dad is fucking white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. your His dad is not just white. His He's dad a, is a whole entire redhead. Yes. Okay? And you know, their skin is like fucking translucent. All right? <laughs> you telling me this redhead and his white passing black wife, they're going to have you, you're scared? You're scared about how brown this kid is going to be? Could possibly that, it's not that even born weird. yet. It's not born. That's fucking weird. You don't even know, for the sake of the conversation, they don't even know the gender. They're like, you don't know anything mm. about this thing in her stomach. Yeah. You don't know anything about it. But you're going to talk about <laughs> whether, how, dark, how dark this child could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the yeah. conversation. Like, usually, I'm talking about traditionally when people have children, people who really think about gender in that way. That's usually mm-hmm. what you're thinking about. Like, is the child healthy? Mm-hmm. Is it whatever the gender is? No, not when you're anti-black. Not yeah, when you're exactly. fucking racist. That's, not when exactly, you're colorist. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. when you're colorist. We know black people who have conversations yes, about how dark the child is going to be. Definitely. So there's that. But I think it is shocking to a lot of us who see Megan as white passing. Yeah, there would be a conversation they... about like, oh no, how dark is this kid going to be? Like, what? What? It's a, and we know we know as black people that it's possible that the child would be darker than Megan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's just how you, things work Genetics or whatever. Works in that way. But the likelihood, the is, likelihood yeah. of Megan and that translucent <laughs> prince having a darker skinned kid. The likelihood of that is, is yeah. just the chances of that even, is so slim. Even Megan, her parents, is a white man and a light-skinned black person. Like, it's a lot of, like, light light-skinned already. She's pretty brown. No, we she's know what we... Brown. I'm talking right. about in terms... We know what that is. Yeah. But, like... 
<laughs> like, mm-hmm. if you are a person who doesn't know genetics, who doesn't know mm-hmm. anything about how stuff, yeah. like, just looking at the parents of the mm-hmm. the dad, the mom, mm-hmm. the people sitting in front of you, the probability is that that person. But check this shit out. <laughs> check this shit out, though. That also tells me that they think that Megan is too dark. Yes, that's exactly what that says. That's that exactly what that says. Because that, yes. that that's saying to me, we talking about how dark she's gonna be, in. and and for real, for real, most white people or most non-black people with this kind of low racial IQ. They think that you put the two colors in a blender, you mix them together, and that's and the, what the kid comes out. That's just what it's going to so look that like. that says to me, mm-hmm. right, that says to me that they were afraid that the kid might be close to Megan's complexion. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think they were thinking that the kid could be darker than Megan. No, I think they, they were th- thinking, yeah, yes. what if we have somebody in our royal bloodline that them. could potentially be a prince or a prince before yep. we nip that shit in the butt? Yep. That is Megan's, that that is that dark-skinned bitch's complexion, <laughs> okay? And Megan is fucking white passing. Yes. It's fucking a TV Italian, okay? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, the anti-blackness is that strong. Right. Okay. Like, right. so that was, that made me, I'm not going to lie, that made me giggle. Because I was like, wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> this passing person yep. and this white man, and her parents look like this. And his parents are two white people. Just all of those people that bring, that go down to creating, giving genetic material to mm-hmm. Archie. <laughs> And it was like, I don't want it to look like, <laughs> I don't know. That it's just like, that's bitch. what, yeah, this, that laugh, that just made me laugh. When she said mm-hmm. that, I was like, wait, what? Right. How dark is this child going to be? Yep. Like, what? Yep. <laughs> oh, yep. racism. Racism. Racism and colorism, man. This don't make no sense. But yeah, so that was like interesting to me. Another thing that I thought was interesting was her turning point. Okay. She said her turning point was when the tabloid said that she made Kate, Kate cry. cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though she said that that wasn't true, it was actually her who cried and you know, like whatever. It just made me think about white women in their tears. So like even though mm. even though it's it's from what Megan said that that's not even what happened. She didn't make Kate cry. That tabloids or who whoever leaked that knew that they to if you make kate cry mm-hmm. this would be a thing it's a wrap for you it's, yeah. yeah this is this is gonna be a thing mm-hmm. so just to see the weaponizing of of white women tears in that way and how it's it's always somehow somewhere you gotta insert some white bitch <laughs> right. for it to be for people to validate the harm you receive if you're not like a white person mm-hmm. or whatever so for that to be her turning point and that and knowing that that's the turning point for lots of people like thinking right. about just black people in america and how it's always kind of like now we have a you know we, we call people karens and blah blah blah, blah mm-hmm. and how that's just always used as a weapon towards anyone who was not white and i'm they're the ogs originators of it so like it wasn't nothing for them to say kate cried and blah 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 blah, blah, Mm because that's what the fuck they do they Mm -hmm. they originated they wrote the rule book but it was interesting for me that that was her turning point and it was also really interesting to me i don't know if it's the right choice of words but like kind of her naivety and going into 
this. Okay. It was just like, yeah, I don't know. It was just like, not to say, I'm not speaking for her because I don't know her thoughts, but like, when she's like, she never looked into the family. She never, I don't know. It was just interesting, the naivety. And I don't know if the amount of naivety could be tied to the amount of privilege she has had because she is white passing. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that absolves any harm, like all that. Mm-hmm. She's never received harm because she definitely has. But it was just very interesting, some of the naivety around that. And I don't really know all of my feelings about that yet, but that yeah. was something that stuck out to me. And that was like, kind of like, hmm. I wonder if she felt like, I wonder if she felt like she knew enough because we all know who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I Google everything. No, not even like, not even in terms of like them, like they are white royal monarchs. Like, okay. And it seemed as though he didn't expect any of this. Like, if I go mm-hmm. to a job where everyone is white, yes, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take the job. I need to whatever, mm-hmm. this and this and that. But I know that I'm going into this space and shit is going to happen. You know what I mean? It just right. seemed, it just was right. interesting right. that, and maybe she just didn't tell us because she don't got to tell us all her business. But that was interesting to me. Because even when we enter PWIs or white workspaces or mm-hmm. white whatever, we we generally, at least people I know, I don't know, I haven't yeah. really been versed in jumping around in whiteness mm-hmm. a lot in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it just was just interesting. Yeah, there is generally a feeling of, okay, here we go. Let's see what this got Yeah, to let's see. What, yeah. yeah, like, you know, yeah. even even if I married a regular-ass, regular-ass white man who's, who's mm-hmm. from Brooklyn, like... Right. Like, you know, here we go. Yo, Let's see. Yeah. Listen, I don't know. I haven't met the family yet. I met his cousin over drinks. It was all right, but I don't know. We'll see, girl. I'll yeah, tell you when I, I get know. back. I tell you I don't know. We'll see what this about to be. Girl, I'll let yeah. you know. Mm. I'll let you know. This is what I have. I have two feelings about this. Mm-hmm. Two or a few. I don't know. I'll mm-hmm. say two. I think number one. I think that again, she's white passing. Right. To most people, yeah. I think of course, if she walked into a room by the thirty minute mark, we'd be like. What you mix with? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, what kind of black person are you? But, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's white passing. I think that yes, she as a white passing person, right? And when you're white passing, yeah, your black family is at home. But when you're navigating the world, yeah. people are treating you like a white woman, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. I think that she has been in spaces where people have been saying negative things about black people, but not saying things about her. her you know what yes. I'm saying? And I'm mm-hmm. sure again that proximity to toxic whiteness and being there undercover where mm-hmm. people are saying heinous things about black people but aren't necessarily harming you in this kind of direct way but and maybe maybe that's happened and she's called it out maybe she hasn't who knows we don't know yeah, enough about her or exactly. those experiences but i could see her expecting to hear white people say the horrible things that she has heard them say in her presence about black folks and not expecting it to happen directly to her mm-hmm. not expecting for her to be treated with the same disdain of you know any black person you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm, totally i have that feeling as a possibility also there were a lot of things in that interview that they did not say so i think that they're they talked about experiencing racism but i think that they were they were intentional about it being like a shock like not addressing any notion that perhaps they were racist before 
Megan even got there. Like, yeah. I think they it, were intentional about saying, because they also are both, and fucking Prince Harry knows, because he's a whole white person who yes. just recently discovered this kind of racism, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They are still trying to navigate, intentionally navigating white fragility. So there are things in that interview as I was watching that I know that they intentionally did not say yeah. because of white fragility. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't know if one of those things was her lying and saying that I didn't expect any of this. Like how when somebody offends me or I have to, when I have to fucking call a manager at a restaurant for something racist, I love being like, I have never (laughs) experienced no shit like this anywhere else in my life. This has never. (laughs) And we all know it happens to be often. But I love, nigga, I love, I love, yo, when it happens in your restaurant, it's never happened to me ever in my life. But Jay, you dead ass need a green book for restaurants. Yeah, I'm (laughs) consistently abused, right? In a a fucking racist way. My whole life self is constantly being racially aggressed against in every restaurant I go to, right? It's dead ass. So, and every time I report it, whenever, and sometimes it's to my benefit and it's not to my, it's always exhausting, right? Mm -hmm. But if I have the, if I have the spoons to report it, I'll report it because what the fuck is happening here, mm-hmm. right? And and when I say to my benefit, I mean sometimes I got I get a response like, "Holy shit, you're right." You know, we have fired this person. They're not here anymore. Other times, it's like, "What?" Or we're not responding, whatever. Mm-hmm. But every time I do it, it's like I have never <laughs> experienced in such disregard in all my years <laughs> as a black woman. No one has ever treated me so like <laughs> so it's just like to but be you like could listen. do that okay but you can do that okay okay this we're talking about the monarch <laughs> of fucking england mm-hmm. that has colonized <laughs> a large percentage of this planet right okay like yes so like you saying no, that true. Believable. you're right you're right you're right it's totally believable you saying sure, that. sure. her saying that but we all know that i'm lying believable. why would that be believable right it's not yeah, believable yeah. the it's, other thing not believable to us but if she says that she's still a part of no matter how much they separate and tell those those two to fuck off they're still a part of the royal family like in terms of optics and all that shit there's not a in terms of security <laughs> not in terms of security <laughs> She can't. She can't say that and still navigate she that world that in that way. And she can't say that or they're gonna get murdered. Like they are <laughs> right. the fucking. They have to pretend. Yeah. She has to pretend that she never thought that any of these lovely white, adoring white people, where she was expecting open arms for the whole time, she can never say. Of course, they were racist. She can. She can't mm-hmm. ever do that. She yeah. can't ever do that. She gonna get murked. Right. And so I'm. I'm not saying again. She's a white passing person i don't know her personally serena knows how much awareness fucking she has that's her homegirl. i don't know so she might have been that obtuse and or she might be lying just how i lie and be I like think it's never a bit, i think it's a little in both. my life i think it's a i think it's a little of both so like there's no way you're okay. like that obtuse yeah mm-hmm. she is very white passing there's no way she's been completely exempt from racism in her life mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i don't think mm-hmm. she was completely obtuse Right. Like definitely not, but I do think that some of her naivety, some of her obtuseness, is because of the privilege. You know, like mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. obtuseness she has, I know it's tied to the privilege that she has because of the way she's been able to navigate, right, or whatever. But unless you're a white person, mm-hmm. you have experienced racism. <laughs> right. 
You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the only person who has not experienced racism is a white person. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has. So you know, like this, right. she still knows a little bit. But yes, you're right. She definitely can't say it because she would get murked. <laughs> murked. <laughs> murked. <laughs> yo, Prince Harry was like, yo, I knew it was gonna be some bullshit, right? I knew it was gonna be some bullshit. I seen it happen to my moms. I knew y'all was gonna be on some bullshit. Like this woman is older, she been divorced, yada 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 yada. She black, she biracial, whatever. I knew it was gonna be shit. This, this so this is racism? This what y'all be talking about? He's because, like, I had no cause idea. Because he's, he's losing things. He's losing yes, assets. Yes, he's experienced. He's like, yes. I know this is racism because I have never lost this much shit in my I'm life. And a- y'all killed my mother. I'm a fucking prince. Yes. <laughs> I yes. am a prince of the yes. biggest monarch of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I am losing things because I love like this. this? This, yep. this, this dark skin, <laughs> negress, <laughs> this Nubian queen, <laughs> this obvious descendant oh, of gosh. fucking Wakandan royalty. Oh gosh. This next candidate oh, to play Storm in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. <laughs> okay. This fucking woman of onyx skin <laughs> and copper bronze. With Never. freckles and freckles. Anyone can Never. have freckles, but I just had to point out her freckles. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yo. Yeah, it was interesting. You know they hate them freckles. You know they you hate know them. They hate them. It's, they remind it's cute them. when their redheads have it. It's cute. But that, black, not that's her. a sign of your black. It's little melanin that, spots. They see it as little, little melanin, melanin spots. Look at wow. the melanin deposits you can just on the face. Fucking get rid of that, yo. <laughs> we gave you a royal makeup artist. You still showed up here with these fucking freckles? The fuck? Mm-mm. Oh, they hate her black guts. <laughs> they hate her so much. Yeah. They hate you her could so say much. she's not black, but they. She's black. They know. They're like, yo, how nigger is that baby going to be? Because I've seen yeah. your wife and she's too fucking oh, dark. Oh, gosh. All right? Oh, gosh. She's too dark. Yeah. 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 Yo. <laughs> yo. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, God. And it made me think about, it made me think about people who have beef with like the one drop rule or whatever mm-hmm. and this and that. White supremacy created that. We shouldn't live by that. Da, da, da. Totally agree. Get it. Mm-hmm. That was a, a one drop bitch. She obviously has more drops than that. <laughs> yes. She obviously has more drops yes. than that. Definitely but you more see drops. what that drop does. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? I don't want to affirm yes. because that's the thing that they decided. But look what mm-hmm. that fucking dropped. <laughs> yeah. That was a good example Does. of like, like a nigga is a nigga is a nigga is a nigga. Okay. <laughs> a nigga is a nigga is a nigga. All right. So y'all could like, yes, colorism definitely exists. And she's yes. there because she's white passing. Exactly. Also a nigga. Okay. Like, like. They were like, yo, how yeah. fucking dark is that African child going to be? <laughs> Because we will not stand it. We will not stand it, okay? Oh, my God. Oh, they was having none of it. None of it. Mm-mm. But, yeah, yeah those was, were um, that was those were my main takeaways from the conversation. Did you have yeah. any more? Nah. It's always entertaining to me when white people discover racism. I really was <laughs> amused by how shocked and incensed Harry was at losing white privilege, like losing his privilege. Like he's like, "Yo, my dad is not fucking with me right now. Like, what is happening? Yeah, Charlie, but- Archie not fitting to be no prince. 
You taking away my security? Yo, if my mom didn't leave me a bag, we'd be starving. I would have nothing. What the fuck? But, and this is why. What the fuck? This is why they don't want to be allies or co-conspirators or whatever the fuck word you use. A fucking prince. Oh, yeah, prince, they really lose stuff. A fucking really prince lost his yep. whole bag off of a one drop, yep. bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All she had is some drops. Yo, she's the most passing biracial woman that all of us know collectively. Yes. Who else can we think of that has a whole entire black parent and looks that passing? Like we know, we know they exist, but yes. like that where we all know that bitch and they show up and they have a whole entire black parent. Like, like not a, not the pretend ones that that some of these uh, that Gina Rodriguez and them be talking about. Yeah, not them. She got a whole for real <laughs> black mama. Okay, and she Ooh. white as fuck. Yeah. White as fuck. He definitely lost all is of surprised. That. He lost it. Lost it all, yo. Lost it all. Shit. And I'm supposed to trust that you're going to yeah. be a co-conspirator. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just saying. You can keep yeah. trying. Keep trying. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, that was. that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, good luck to them. <laughs> Shout out to Tyler Perry for being a ride or die. Okay. So anybody who didn't watch Tyler Perry, uh, when they were ejected from the monarchy, Tyler Perry was like, "Yo, y'all can come stay at my house in LA, and I will provide you with security." Security. Nigga, what? Well, he loved the police and shit like that, so (laughs) (laughs) they needed security. I know that, but I'm saying he likes the police, so he probably. What does that have to do with this? I felt it made like they laughing in a they laughing listeners okay. laughing. Okay, all right, it's a connection. Right, he cool. loved him some police security yeah. need to be secured. He was on that. A1 yeah, shout out to Tyler, yo. Shout out to Tyler, man. He mm-hmm. he's like the most hated nigga that be doing coon shit, but really fuck with the people, yo. He really like but what people fuck with the people. <laughs> oh, the light skins, of course. Yeah, I was like, what? No, people? but he. I mean, no, you can't you can't say that because he fuck with Cicely Tyson. Fuck with her heavy. She's an elder. Oh, you think that that makes it, that deletes the colorism you sure? the conversation? You know he was raised to respect elders, so he's going to respect dark-skinned elders. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tyler Perry is a complicated uh, figure. He's a human. He's, he's a, a human. We're figure. just, we're just kicking. Human. We're just joking, whatever. He's a human. Yeah. We don't expect perfection. He's a human. I do appreciate, I do appreciate that he was like, what they doing? Stay in my house. I do appreciate that. He does seem like a stay at my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got, I got, you know, I got an extra bedroom. You can still stay at my house. He does seem like do. that person. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was a lot. But good luck to them. Shout out to Diana for leaving her children money so they could take care. How much the fuck did she leave them? I'm, a lot. She was a princess also. Yeah. That's what I want to know. How much did she leave? Because he was like acting like they was all right right now because of that. Anyway, and shout out to Oprah yo, for uh, giving a good interview. Yeah, Oprah's face expressions. She wanted to fight a few times. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. She had to pretend too. She had to pretend she couldn't believe it also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. She did. She was like, what? What? Like the first one was like, what? What? Let me pretend. <laughs> I still I still like imperialism. So let me pretend. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we are going to pay some black people, talk about that water situation in Jackson, Mississippi. We get into a delightful moment in black hair. And then, guess what? More colorism. I think that that should be like the subtitle of this podcast Tea with Queen and Jay and colorism. 
we talk we do a, a colorism episode at least because uh, it always just happens once or twice yeah it's, it always comes it's, up it's, it's just I'm there you, it's it's it's, it's there. racism sister it's be like oh we yeah. over here Hey, no, it's a little sister following, a little sister following. Hey, every... party over here. This will be Let going first. Okay. Yep. Yeah. No, you're right. All right, we'll be right back. Money. <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like. Giving black women year. your money. Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeaWithQueenandJay.com Hit that donate tab mm-hmm. And we have two options there so you Two Two You become a patron Or you can just donate through PayPal yep. You choose We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right On how you give us money That's right If you want to donate via Patreon We're asking all of our listeners To break us off $2 a month That's $24 a year And if everybody who listens Does that shit We will have everything That we need to do Everything we want to do For this podcast Everything And if you love us so much That you want to break us off A one time donation A multiple time donation Or if you don't like The the once a month Kind of system You can go to our PayPal And give us any amount of money We will take that shit We will love that shit We will appreciate that shit we will use that shit That's right So once again TeaWithQueenAndJay.com Hit the donate tab And choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes all right 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 and all right, we're black all the time that's right this is our hey a black person segment give me your fucking money all right so let's pay some black people queen can you tell folks what our hey a black person this week is a pay black person segment is all about yes so if you are a black or indigenous woman black or indigenous non-binary person if you are a black person impacted by misogynoir running a business leading an initiative or just somebody who needs some coin to go on vacation you can send your pay black person submission to tbqueenandj at gmail.com and here is where we highlight paying a black person who are we paying today jay yeah so we are paying trans trenders today and we got the submission from jp and jp says hey y'all long time listener first time writer and thankfully i like this uh spelling of this well done mm-hmm Yep, good. Spelling of the E-L. Thankfully, I've had the pleasure of sharing space with y'all digitally, once with both of y'all, and a few times with Queen slash Miss Vixen last year in conversation with Tribe Co-Create, which were experiences that I am deeply grateful for. I remember you. I remember you, JP. Damn. I follow him on the ground. I love that I get to learn alongside and with y'all. And I'm mad grateful to have stumbled upon this podcast and y'all. Thank y'all. I want to bring this fundraiser from Trans Trenders to your attention to hopefully be highlighted. So Trans Trenders is the first all transgender or non-confirming record label working to create equity in the music industry for black trans people. They are currently running a campaign to raise funds to include supporting their amazing femc on the label. 
folks can support by donating to their GoFundMe. Um, and we're going to put the link to that in the show notes. But if you are sitting in front of your computer right now, you can search Black Trans Music Matters on GoFundMe. And that's going to be by Trans Trenders. And that will come up. You can also cash app them, cash app or Venmo them at Trans Trenders. And that's spelled T-R-A-N-S. T-R-E-N-D-E-R-Z. You can also support them by boosting their infographics on their Instagram, which is also at TransTrenders. They're trying to raise 15K across all platforms. If you check them out on Instagram, you can also donate via their PayPal link. I think I'll probably put that in the show notes as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of those links will be there. Black trans history is black history. And it's important that folks get involved and put material support behind that. So I looked into trans trenders a bit. And in addition to all the things mentioned, they make sure that black trans folks are able to maintain the rights to their music, their royalties, that they're able to get their music listened to by having PR backing and shit like that. So I really like what they have going on over there. So again, if you can, please support Trans Trenders and we will put the links to their GoFundMe and other ways that you can support them in our show notes. And thank you so much to JP for bringing this to our attention. Word. Yes. Yes. Are you ready to get into some news that's not news? I definitely am. I guess even though we were free, we were still slaves in the mind. Message. So, Jay, what is our news that is not news segment? News that's not news is when we highlight a news story that has not been discussed in the mainstream media or one that hasn't been covered in the ways in which we can cover it here as womanist race nerds or Mm -hmm. is something that we think is important to highlight or underscore and talk about again. Queen, what do you have for news that's not news? Oh, so this week we're just going to talk about Jackson, Mississippi and other surrounding towns around um, Jackson, Mississippi that are still without water. It's been about a month that they have not had water. On February 13th, you know, the winter storm, the same storms that affected Texas also affected Mississippi and it messed up their water supply. So a lot of bursting and damage happened for the underground piping for the city of Jackson and also some surrounding, some smaller surrounding places. People are generally just talking about Jackson, but there were other smaller Mm -hmm. um, places around us. I just want to make sure that we say that here. So a lot of these structural damages that are still an issue and why a lot of places in Jackson, Mississippi and a few surrounding places don't have water is attached to a lot of racism. So I'm going to get to the history of that. But currently, the current mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, Chokwe Antolamumba, says that they need about $2 billion worth of repairs and things like that Mm -hmm. to improve their world of the system. $2 billion. $2 billion. I'm not sure if I said that, but $2 billion. How does a city, the capital... of mississippi Mm -hmm. get to the point where there's like fucking two billion dollars worth of repairs needed for the water system or whatever Mm -hmm. so a little history on that is that a lot of white flight happened in the city of jackson during the 70s when they started to integrate schools so there was a lot of white flight because of that white flight a lot of the folks who work in jackson live outside in suburbs so their tax money is going to where they live out there and it is not really going into where the people of jackson Mississippi. So that's how Mm -hmm. the money is being distributed. And a lot of the people who have the high paying jobs who are getting like taxed in ways that would be helpful and sufficient to Jackson, Mississippi, 
that is not happening for them. Mm-hmm. So $2 billion is what they need, but that's actually six times the city's actual annual budget. Mm-hmm. That's how much the city, the, the money the city makes off of taxes isn't like this high amount because most of the people who um, work there do not even live in the city. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying that that's how that contributes to them not even having the money to fix that. And then before, mm-hmm. another thing that is also helping that more racism is that the current governor kind of blames it on the city. Like kind of, it's just like the city has not had a white mayor since the nineties because of all of that white flight, because of all the people that left, it becomes a really, really black city, really democratic. So a lot of the mayors since then have been black people and a lot of government officials kind of blame all of the issues on Jackson on the fact that their leadership is black people. A lot Mm -hmm. of the people, a lot of the mayor has said this. A lot of people say that, when they go to like whatever government people do to say we need this, we need that, we need this, it's like, well, y'all are poor decision makers. Y'all are, you know, like whatever, um, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So that has contributed to a lot of the neglect that Jackson has received when it comes to wanting repairs. While this was happening, while the water shut down, of course, you know, there's press conferences, the governor's talking to the people or whatever. So according to Mother Jones, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman threw out a telling statement of his own where he criticized the poverty-stricken city for not fixing his own water system. Adding, you remember during Kane Diddle's administration, who was a former mayor, he did repair work on water and sewer. So what happened since then? So that's him accusing them of not upkeeping or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that mayor was the last white mayor that they had that was back in 1997. So that's over mm-hmm. 20-something years ago. And yeah. that mayor, in fact, is not even the mayor who who did something to fix water systems. It was actually mm-hmm. Mayor Harvard Johnson, who was a black person, who was also had a history in urban planning and knew that the system was like horrible. And mm-hmm. they made it so that $200 million was devoted to fixing it. But even when they were in office, they was like, this is not enough. More has mm-hmm. to be done. But this was also done in the 90s. Right. It is 2021. 20, mm-hmm. So that is the last time anyone has ever paid attention to the infrastructure and stuff like that. And you see how the governor just kind of just like, well, why y'all ain't keep it up? <laughs> why y'all ain't take care of your pipes? You know, like whatever. So I wanted to make sure that we talked about that so everyone can hear and know all of the racism that is tied to the structural neglect of Jackson, Mississippi, because it became mm-hmm. a majority black city. And the rest of the state was like, fuck y'all. Eve, that is the fucking capital. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the capital. And I don't have few, I don't know what goes on in Albany. That's the capital of New York. So I don't know if the, the people, I, I assume that they at least care about their pipes because the governor lives there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's just yeah. really interesting the amount of neglect that they will allow that city to have for this amount of time because they're really upset about the integration of schools and the city becoming majority black and majority black led and mm-hmm. all of that shit. So. Even when you use the system to like get into these spaces and become a mayor or, you know, we always like we got to elect people that look like us or whatever. The system is so set up and rigged that they can fucking suck you dry in this Mm -hmm. way and you can't even Mm -hmm. perform your job the way that you're supposed to perform your job. You know, so just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention. There are lots of mutual aids and I was looking for some that seemed directed to like people and all of them seem like really big orgs. So I didn't list any here to donate to, but I would suggest that people look on their own for who that they places that you seem that you trust and things like that to donate to, to get aid to these black people and to people in general. And if you know of any, just send that to us as well. And we could like hyper Mm -hmm. 
boosters. Yeah, any that you well. any that you feel connected with that you're fucking with or whatever. You can exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I so that's you. news. It's not news. Well, the system is rigged. Bullshit. Yeah, it's rigged. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Mm. All right. Well, let's do something light. Yes. Let's get into, let's get into a moment in black hair. Right. Our moment in black hair is to highlight fucking dope moments in black hair or 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 not so dope moments in black hair. Black hair, unfortunately, is political because of white fucking supremacy. Um, It's also fucking magical. So it sounds like today we're going to talk about some magical shit. yo. So, Queen, what is our moment in black hair? Our moment in black hair is something cute and sweet. So Mm. who do you think? of like when you think of like inventions in black hair what is what is someone you think of or things you think of um i think of madam cj walker inventing Mm -hmm. the perm because that's the name that everybody throws around because she ended up being a millionaire and niggas love that love black capitalism yep (laughs) so i think of her i think of cornrows and fucking like like whoever put messages in our cornrows and shit. Mm-hmm. I think about them, those unnamed people. Yeah. I think about we're thinking about people, right? Hair and people. Think about Miss Tina. What do you think about? Miss Tina, who's Miss Tina? She do hair, Beyoncé's mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think about similar people. I think about my mm-hmm. mom. My mom could do hair. I know I probably know how to braid and do the installs that I do because my mom. Um, right. So I think of stuff like that. As far as like, I will say that outside of Madam C.J. Walker, I don't know the stories or lives of other black women who have created things. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of it goes unnamed because our labor mm-hmm. is not like real to the world, right. you know? Like we were right. just doing it. Oh, they were just they were just braiding over there, you know, that type mm-hmm. of shit. So yes, yeah, so I don't really know a lot of people. So when I came across this story, I've saved this for like a month. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, I have to talk about this because I never heard of this person. So here we go. So a black mm-hmm. woman by the name of Christina M. Jenkins invented and patented the hair weave in 1951. I've never heard of this mm-hmm. black woman. I never even thought of the hair weave being an invention for many reasons because that's not generally the way that culturally that black people even work. Like we don't, mm-hmm. like you don't, that's like I think a white supremacist thing where you have to like patent it and say you own this thing and you right. know, like whatever. Right, so of right. course weave was happening before that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure but the system that she created she actually worked with wigs she was like a worked in a wig shop and stuff like that and she um began working on a technique to make a more secure fitting wig which is in turn to be eventually be like a hair weave as we know it now so she would basically you ever had a weave um uh, no Okay, so she, lots of listeners might, who have had weave, have know that your your natural hair is in cornrows, mm-hmm. and then a lot of times they put a wig cap, not a wig cap, a weave cap now, as we know it, and mm-hmm. then they sew the weave to that, so that that weave cap is protecting your hair, but your hair, your natural hair is like the, kind of like a bonding agent between mm-hmm. the needle and thread, mm-hmm. so she's the one who created that system that we still kind of, we still mm-hmm. use to this day. Never heard of her. I don't have to keep saying that because it's like <laughs> all we hear about is that of TJ Walker. And mm-hmm. we're still using this technique. We use weeds more so than we use a hot comb. 
And I don't even yeah. think she invented the high comb, but people like to tie that together. But like, mm-hmm. we are we still like actively use hair weave. So I thought that was pretty dope. She also owned and operated her salon, Christina's Hair Weave Penthouse, in Shaker mm-hmm. Heights section of Cleveland, Ohio, until 1993. Hair weave is spelled hair weave is W E E V E V E. Yeah, no E. W E E V. Oh, oh, it's different down here. Oh. Who knows how the fuck is it spelled then? No, no. In the patent, the I think both ways. I think this is how she does her salon, the hair weave okay. penthouse. And then mm-hmm. when she filled out the patent, it was the way that you just spelled it. Mm. Right there. Of course, because hate is going to hate. People are going to hate. She does have the patent. It is under her name. Mm-hmm. But people, historians, like to kind of dispute and say, well, the Egyptians were doing that. So how could she oh have it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's always a hater. It's always a hater. The patent is still under Christina's name. It's still her invention. She's written in the books. That's who it is. This is the system y'all created for this patent shit. And she right. did it. And now it was right. like, that's not, <laughs> that's not hers. Like, the fuck? And it's like, she's a black American person, very far removed from anything that... Well, not anything. That's not the truth. She is still... Nobody in the fucking U.S. (laughs) was doing what the Egyptians did to their hair. Okay? Stop it. Stop it. Right? Right? Stop it. Exactly. Nobody was doing that. All right? The fuck? Lee. Egyptians did a lot of things. Did a lot of things. They wore makeup. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. like, they mm-hmm. invented makeup and, like, right. nobody, like, mm-hmm. sh- shut up. Okay, y'all are just haters. Um, so, yeah, that's the moment in black hair that I wanted to share. I like it. I wanted to talk about this woman and pour her libations and use like a real it. one. And we appreciate you and all of that. So, yeah. Libations. Libations to Christina. M. Jenkins. And it says she did also travel the world and teach her uh, weaving techniques techniques. outside of the U.S. To all of the haters. (laughs) Because they were still hating. They were still hating. But yeah, so that's a moment in black hair. Nice little cute little story. Because we deserve it. We do. We do, yo. Shout out to Christina M. Jenkins. I love it. I love Mm -hmm. it. You ready to throw somebody in the motherfucking pit? Always and forever. This asshole. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. The pit. Queen, can you tell folks what the fucking pit is? Yes, the pit is where we throw any and everything that is trying to steal our black joy. That goes into the pit. Fuck it. Fuck y'all. You in a pit. That's yes. Right. All right. So quick content warning for a flagrant colorism content warning for blackface hmm that's it you think for content warnings black on black uh anti-blackness oh black on black colorism i'm saying black on black crime is not real (laughs) yeah no no black on black anti-blackness black on black colorism again of course all influenced by our good friends over at white supremacy Mm -hmm. yeah so content warning for that all right so this came to my attention via Amber Phillips' Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't know who had shared it or if it just came up. You know the fucking algorithm is all janky. So by the time I had seen it, she had already posted it like a few days ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it is basically, she was doing commentary on a TikTok from Kelly Amira. I hope I'm saying that correctly. But a TikToker by the name of Kelly Amira was sharing her experience as an extra on a TV show that we are, many of us were fans of. And I'm going to share that now mm-hmm. so that we can watch it. And so she's basically detailing, like I said, her experience as an extra on a popular HBO 
TV show. Okay, so I'm on set for this TV show. I'm in hair and makeup. I'm literally sitting in between two of the stars for the show. And so, you know, the makeup artists are kind of talking to each other around me as they like prepare what they're gonna do. And I hear one of them mention how like, she's a little lighter than the, the actress. And the other makeup artist is like, yeah, you're right. But like facial features wise, like right here, like she's a dead mat. So they're just talking around me, like not to me, whatever. I'm just on my phone chilling. So they start doing my makeup. So like I'm half watching them do my makeup halfway on my phone. And I noticed like my foundation is getting darker and darker. <laughs> now y'all, I'm not shit yet. I have no clout, no pool, no nothing. This job is the first time I've ever had my own little trailer on set. I'm getting special treatment, sitting in between big leagues. <laughs> and my makeup just keeps getting darker and darker. Before I show these pictures, I'ma preface this by saying I was so uncomfortable. I had no idea they were gonna do this to me. And if I knew beforehand, I would not have accepted the job. Me realizing what's going on. Like y'all, who thought that this was a good idea? Okay, so mm -hmm. in that TikTok, she reveals an image of her in blackface, right? So she's about, would you say she's about my complexion? Maybe yeah. a little bit darker? Okay. I'll say she's your complexion. Yeah. So light-skinned person. And it was for, in the next TikTok, she reveals that it was for Lovecraft Country. And she was in the hair and makeup trailer sitting in between Courtney B. Vance and Journey Smollett. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Getting her makeup done in what she would later realize was in blackface. So in episode seven... She portrays one of Tig's family members, a younger version of that family member, and the image that they take. So she, they put her in makeup. She gets in this blackface or whatever so that she can portray somebody in a wedding photo. So mm -hmm. she's not on set. She doesn't have any speaking lines or whatever. It's literally for so that the camera can flash to this wedding photo, which is an image of this older woman. The character's name was Osberta, but I think we only meet her in this one episode yeah. when Tick is trying to learn more about his family. So, yeah. So this extra did blackface to be in a photo on Lovecraft Country. What the fuck? What? What the fuck? The fuck. What the fuck? The way that I came across this video was through someone I follow on Instagram. They just shared it in the Instagram story and I had seen it. Maybe the day that they posted it. But I didn't... I didn't know what the fuck because it was just like, mm, colorism. <laughs> like, another day of colorism. Mm -hmm. That's how I kind of um, took it in, just it. Maybe I'm just like... I am kind of hyper, very hyper paying attention to colorism lately because of the colorism series that I'm mm -hmm. writing and working on. So maybe I didn't want to indulge because it's like I'm just like seeing too much shit like right, right. now in this moment right. and shit like that. So I didn't react what the fuck until I started seeing conversation coming out of it. Then I kind of was just like, mm -hmm. um, what the fuck? Because it's like... Honestly, when the girl was presenting her story, for me, I just saw a light-skinned mm -hmm. person being complacent with colorism. I just saw a light-skinned person not really challenging the system, not being a co-conspirator, mm -hmm. ally, whatever fuck word you want to use, right. to darker-skinned people. Right. I saw someone who could, like, laugh at this. <laughs> like, I, that's not something that I can do. Mm -hmm. um, I saw someone who could just, mm -hmm. like, just make it a TikTok video. Oh, look at this thing that happened as an extra. Yeah. Like, not even, a like... funny anecdote. Yeah, not even, mm -hmm. like... Not even saying colorism happened or blackface happened or whatever happened. It was just like, yeah. yo, I'm an extra. Mm -hmm. Listen to this crazy shit that happened on set. That's how it was presented. Mm -hmm. So it made me, it kind of just made me like, here, 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 here they go again. Here go light-skinned people again. Here they're mm -hmm. not understanding colorism and like kind of like right. not grasping the the brevity. <laughs> 
the violence of it. Of yeah. what the fuck is happening. A lot of people from the conversation I saw, they weren't talking about her. And that's fine. I don't think that she needs to be like attacked or whatever like that. But I saw mm-hmm. what I see in, from my experience with a lot, but a lot of light-skinned people were kind of just being complacent. Kind of just like, well, I can't change it. And it's right. like... You are the person who's supposed to change it because mm-hmm. I I de- my I definitely can't like I could talk about it till I'm blue, but mm-hmm. I cannot change the system yeah. of colorism within blackness. I'm talking about you know generally when I talk about colorism, people think I'm talking about white people. No, I'm talking about us. I can't change how we relate to each other right. and colorism amongst each other because I'm not the person with the power in the mm-hmm. space. So yeah, that was a lot of what I got. When I saw the video, when I saw the conversation coming out of it, I did see like a lot of light skinned people trying to like barter reason, and it was just like no. <laughs> like, did you, what did you see? I saw kind of like like this probably from people who only saw the first video and not both because she did drop another video where she like reveals who these people were, who the what the show was or whatever, who the actors were, yeah, and that the stuff. Show was right, um, who the actors so, that she was sitting next to were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like kind of stuff like that, like you you know like. Like, you just never know, blah, 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 which for me is like, there was no room to be like, you never know. Never know about what? You never, never know. know you never know who was around. You never know who knew. You never know right. who, whatever. And I'm like, that's not what mm-hmm. we say when, when someone says that when a black person is murdered, we don't say, or we, we are angry at the people who say, well, you don't know what happened and you don't know this. And you know, you know that some racial violence has happened, right? We don't like mm-hmm. kind of like, well, let me yeah bought a reason yeah. I just we wanna, don't try to like yeah. negotiate what could have happened people who understand right. that kind of racial sure. violence i want to add more i want to add more detail to what you're saying because mm-hmm. i i did this also but i also so i i want to confess guilt to this but i also want to add a layer of this that i i'm not hearing right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. so there it sounds like what you're saying and i'll just say what i did or whatever it was mm-hmm. when i saw this obviously blackface is happening this is a horrible thing that's happening right so i i did see both when she revealed that it was lovecraft and when she said who mm-hmm. the actors were i did forget that she meant she said exactly who the actors were that she was sitting in between gotcha and my thinking was because i saw a lot of people in their conversation of this thing that was obviously a violent act that was obviously blackface in this conversation there was it was still like and Courtney B. Vance saw her and Journey saw they saw her in blackface they knew this was happening they let it happen or whatever and what I was thinking was when you go to a job or whatever right you go to you work a job we've all worked at jobs where we're not paying attention to what's happening around us you know what I'm saying where you go you fucking you do your shit and you get the hell out of here so my thinking was it's possible that this woman was in hair and makeup sitting next to them or whatever and by in hair and makeup I mean in the hair and makeup trailer before being in full blackface or whatever and that there's no telling whether or not they saw the finished product that she ended up in blackface so what I'm saying is and i just wanted to add a layer to what it was that people were negotiating because what i'm hearing from you is that it doesn't sound like people were negotiating whether or not she was in blackface that they were negotiating who was around Mm -hmm. and who else is Mm -hmm. culpable right so i just wanted to add the layer to that i'm not saying that is it okay to make those negotiations i just wanted to add that exactly what was being what people were saying was to be negotiated Mm -hmm. i'll let you finish your point i just wanted to add that layer that if i'm hearing you correctly it wasn't that people were negotiating whether or not this was harmful and whether or not she yeah yeah i wasn't yeah i wasn't saying that there was they were negotiating who was around who saw it who whatever like Mm -hmm. even if b vance or journey didn't see it people saw it there's more than one light-skinned person in the world there's more than like all of that stuff like to me the need to even 
if they saw it, like mm-hmm. to me, it was just like highly unnecessary. Like I did, right. there was no place for that for me. And then also, I saw some folks, light skinned black folks, who knew the harm, understand mm-hmm. the harm, and then was kind of like using it as a time to like dump their like light skinned feelings. Not like saying that is not saying that they right, they, they weren't dismissing what? colorism, they weren't dismissing sure. blackface, but it was like. You know, I've I've done that and I'm trying to and it was just like so I would see within light skinned people acknowledging this colorism, acknowledging his blackface, that they were centering themselves even within that. And that okay, shit is how? just by, you know, I'm working through I'm acknowledging colorism and I'm working through it and I realize that, you know, I have privilege and I have harmed people and I'm trying to stop. And it's just mm. like, this is not the time to right. talk about. To talk about you and your journey. Yeah, your, your journey. And, yeah. yeah. So I saw, a lot, I saw a lot of that and I, I did tweet and then I deleted it because I was like, I'm, I don't want to hear any, any light-skinned people shit yeah. about this. I don't want to hear it because that right. is what was happening mm-hmm. and it's a trigger for me. I did delete right. the tweet because I was like, I'm probably going to talk about it on my show. Who am I lying? But yeah, so I saw a lot of that. So it just made me, just seeing that is for me is just mm-hmm. like a, I don't want to say trigger, but it does ignite something mm-hmm. in me. So that was kind of like annoying as far as a conversation right. coming out. Most of my right. feelings came out of seeing conversation and then seeing like the kind of the complacency of kind of just like, oh, huh, huh, guess what happened yeah. <laughs> when I was on set? Just like, yo, like, I was wow. really disturbed by that. I was really disturbed by seeing this as like this light like joke for her for this thing that yeah. she participated in and yes. engaged in like to make it like a fun like it, it was very clear that she doesn't understand the dynamics of colorism because yeah. she made it like a funny because yes we all laugh at the horrible black things that happen to us as black people like a lot of us make jokes about things or whatever but it just sounded like let's say fucking best case scenario she's a young person who really doesn't believe she has any power in anything Mm -hmm. right and you know whatever she signed on she's there she's going through it or whatever to then tell the story like look at this funny thing that happened to us as black people like if she wasn't a participant in violence Mm -hmm. and that her being hired as a light-skinned person when they could have easily hired a dark-skinned person she don't even look that much like the actor who she was supposed to be portraying. It's not even like, it it was not even on some fucking This Is Us where these fucking actors are damn near fucking identical. She don't, is she just a younger black person? And honestly, if we're talking about complexion and I know that complexion is relative to a lot of us and like the the differences that we see in complexion are relative to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. When I looked at that actor, the older actor who she was to portray, they weren't that far apart in shade to where she couldn't have just been herself in her regular light skin shade. It was a, in a black, black and, and white, white photo. You know how yeah. many black and white photos yes. where it's like you yes. don't really understand, you don't really know the shade of the black the person until it's person. until it's colorized. Yeah, yes. it was a black and yes. white photo. Very fucking the strange. Fuck? It was very fucking strange. So I think I was I was most bothered by the fact that it seemed like she has no understanding of colorism yeah like there's no no accountability of any kind like for it i think that's what i was most disturbed by yeah and and then 
So I went because I tried to, as most of us are on a journey in understanding our blackness, anti-blackness and all of this shit or whatever, mm-hmm. I try to be understanding of like younger people. And I don't know how old she is. She could be anywhere, you know, black don't crack. She could be 18. She could be 32. I don't know. Right. Saying that, thinking if, okay, maybe this is like a very young person or whatever. I went through all of her TikToks because to me it's like. There's going to be people in your TikTok comments. This is a wild, popular TikTok. Yeah. There's going to be people in the comments talking about colorism, asking yes. questions about mm-hmm. colorism. And she yeah. does a TikTok like every other day. I was shocked that at this stage, so she posted that on February 21st, right? Mm-hmm. We're in March now. I was yeah. shocked that she had a TikTok for like every day to every other day, maybe. There were, what did I say last night? Like 25 tiktoks yeah. after mm-hmm. that one yeah. that would be like every day yeah at least once a day mm-hmm. and there's no other tiktok talking about the colorism of that experience talking mm-hmm. about being in blackface talking like there's no and i know people asked her questions about that so that yeah. also kind of blew me it's like sometimes you don't know something or you're ignorant about some shit and someone brings it to your, to your to attention, attention and, and fucking and says, like yeah. think about it yeah that kind of was like wow so we're just not we're not doing any awareness we're not playing with i don't know that was yeah i could see that, that blown. i could well. see that being weird and like blowing you away but for me that is a symptom of like that light skin complacency that i talked about like of course you know no, I'm, I'm just adding to what you're saying that like mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. why do that for what like the, right. the system of colorism she is a beneficiary of so why even do that thing right. it's far and few between that light skinned black people actually do that thing because it's like not right you know the privilege mm-hmm. in quotations that you lose when you when you become aware of colorism as they in that way where you right. lean in and make sure that you dismantle colorism in that way because you know you have the power because of mm-hmm. the proximity of power mm-hmm. and colorism in that way and mm-hmm. a lot of light-skinned black people don't lean into it in that way it's very far and few between that that yeah. happens so that's why when i saw the video we're just like oh here we go <laughs> you know i was disturbed by mm-hmm. it but because of one i'm just hyper into colorism right now because of the research that i'm doing for this series i'm writing yeah that it was just like, oh, <laughs> here we go. You know, again, it also is alarming to me. And it says about colorism, not just particularly attached to this particular um, situation, but like sometimes for mm-hmm. sometimes like a real egregious act of colorism, like this hugely violent thing has to happen for it to be like a wow, colorism. <laughs> um, and I, you know, just, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Right. Oh, this is what you mean. Oh, right. oh, you know, so that that is where yeah. I do get disappointed. That like like it it takes like this hugely violent kind of act mm-hmm. for it to be like, oh, this is a thing. Or like, oh, you know, like for the light bulb, for the awakening maybe to happen for honestly all black mm-hmm. people, because you know, colorism affects all of all of black people. So it's always disappointing for me for that amount of mm-hmm. egregious kind of violence to happen to have to happen for the awakening for some people within the system of colorism Mm -hmm. yeah right yeah that was a lot that was a lot it was was unexpected i i did not expect to see that on lovecraft i i did yeah i didn't didn't. expect i I didn't expect it to be lovecraft at all yeah i don't see that show in a lot of the ways that people see it as this beacon of blackness i don't necessarily see that show that way i do think it is 
a fucking dope show and it's dope that there were a lot of black actors hired and it's dope that there's like aspects of Afro future and all this stuff mm-hmm. but I didn't see it as this like light defining of moment like, in like right defining moment in pro-blackness yes, yes. I didn't either yes yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. see it like that but I was still surprised with all of those black people on cast that 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 like I want answers I want answers <laughs> I want to know like I need answers. I want to know how that happened. Even that I want to know who the makeup artists were. I want to know yeah, who, what the direction it's, it's was. So I want to know people. how that happened. Yeah. You have to answer for that. You yeah, have to answer do, for that. You do. There has there has to be there has to be answers. But I do want to talk a little bit more about some of the comments from light skinned people that you were talking about online because mm-hmm. I I do want to kind of underscore your point about mm-hmm. how these things like how they don't always matter, right? Yeah. So to what I was saying before, I did make this comment online. And I do understand what you're saying now, and it is a symptom of my light skinnedness. And part of part of why I commented on this is because I do feel like, as a community of marginalized people, collectively, regardless, like all Black people, we online have a habit, I think, of allowing certain media outlets to market our rage, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that we should not demonstrate outrage at outrageous things, but I think that there are people on social media whose brand is yes. to tweet- They're rage monsters. Um, they're rage monsters, yeah. right? So they're looking for, and and it's easy to find rage. We do an episode every, every week, week. We talk about white supremacist, patriarchal yeah. capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. But there are people who use rage as a brand of their marketing. Their marketing is the rage. Their marketing is not dismantling it. Their shit and how they gain clout and followers is the rage yes, and how yes. well they can word mm-hmm. their rage, right? Yeah. And so when I saw some of the commentary and specifically, specifically, I want to say tweets because I think that when you are reacting, reacting to something verbally and saying, y'all come look at this shit or whatever, like, yeah, it's just a different vibe. So, but some of the tweets that I was seeing about it and then saying that, oh, well, these, uh, these two actors knew or whatever, it did strike me like, okay, are we, are we acknowledging and talking about the colorism and blackface that took place? Or are we now marketing rage? Are we now turning this into mm-hmm. how do I make this sound like as outrageous as I can make? Like the, the thing is already outrageous. We don't have to make it any more outrageous, was my thinking at the time, right? So when we were talking about, okay, and now Courtney B. Vance saw it and Journey saw it and they just let it happen or whatever, in my head, I'm like, we all been black at work, saying hi to whoever is there, whatever. Sometimes we say hi to people and did you even really look in their face? Say hi to people, do whatever we have to do and go about our business. So yeah, so I was thinking like, are we dragging them to add rage to this thing? But then to your point of like, in situations like this, when this level of outrageous shit is happening, it should not matter like those minute details. Like, is is it harmful for us to say that Courtney and Journey might have seen it or whatever. Like, should I be taking time out to say, well, let's not drag them because we don't really know. Is it important enough for me to take away from the main point, which is that this light-skinned person was hired for this job a dark-skinned person should have been hired for, was put in blackface, allowed themselves to be put in blackface, got paid to be put in blackface, blackface. and then made a joke about it on TikTok for attention cloud yeah. or and just told the story ignorant to whatever fucking yes. mm-hmm. violence light skin violence that they fucking participated in against a darker skin person so i yeah. definitely acknowledge 
that those kinds of, well, what about this and what about that? And like, I think do detract from the main point or whatever. But in the moment I was feeling like, are we making some shit like more outrageous? Like all the outrageous shit is here. Are we doing more like in service of retweets is what I was thinking. But again, do agree with you that it, it, it should not matter. Like those yeah. little points of like, who's responsible? Who, who should we, yeah. who, who the efforts of, of me perhaps protecting a Courtney B Vance or a journey smaller and saying, Oh, well maybe they didn't know whatever is less important than acknowledging that dark skin people were yeah. her, everything else. Right. Everything. It's, yeah. it's detracting. It's detracting mm-hmm. from yeah. it. So yeah. But yeah, I wanted to take accountability and underscore that point. Cause I agree with you. I, yeah. And this is why you one of the light skin pe- black people. I do talk about colorism with. <laughs> No. We would honestly, we would not be able to do this show. I know, I know, I know and I know. also half of these episodes, if, <laughs> <laughs> if the two of us could not talk about uh, colorism, oh, it just gosh. it just would not work. No, some it people can't, and that's that's sad. And I, you know, yeah, you know, whatever. I also want to say, mm-hmm. in case anyone is unsure, <laughs> and and since this is we talk to black people here, and some of you are light skinned if you put darker makeup on, even as a black person, you are in blackface. Yes. Stop it. You are taking a job away from a dark-skinned black person who yes. is less likely to get a job than you. That is black. You cannot do it. You can't do it. That is a flagrant act of colorism. <laughs> like, yes. The fuck? Okay. Flagrant. 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 Okay. That's the part that drives me is like, because she used your complexion and then the mm-hmm. picture of the person appeared darker than me. So that took a lot of time. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that took a lot of time. And it's just like, yeah. at some point you realize what the fuck is happening and you make a decision, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, oh, uh. so that's the other thing. That's the other thing about this is like. A part of being a co-conspirator is being willing to sacrifice. Yeah. Like she would have sacrificed her pay for that day. You know what I'm saying? She would have sacrificed her pay for that day. She would have potentially sacrificed her position. I'm talking about the um the actor who did this. Yeah. She would have sacrificed her position with whoever booked her. Would she be booked again or whatever? How would she look to the people on set or whatever? So like it is a sacrifice to it speak is. up and be like it is. Yo, this is not this is not cool. I'm totally not is, but she could have spun this a whole other way. Because Go she on. understands the power of social media and being viral. That's why she posted this on TikTok. That her standing up and pointing out colorism and the correct but well, she wasn't pointing out colorism, she was calling right. out fuckery. But you had the privilege to be in a space, and that's why you're in this space. And you could have used that to that could have been a TikTok video. That could have been, mm. yo, colorism is happening here, blackface is happening here. You think that shit would have been viral? You think that shit would have made shit? for her like that would have did something but because Mm -hmm. of the complacency you're not even going to think outside of that and how that can actually she had probably signed an nda so she wouldn't have been able to do that but she yeah but so what it could still happen like she still revealed Mm -hmm. to us what this show was now we know what show it was on and this and this and that that nda Mm -hmm. expired at some point this could have been used differently and it was not Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. she benefits Right, right, you know, right. so yeah, I'll yeah. let y'all stop embarrassing me. You know, that's, <laughs> that's that's all. I just wanna, I just you know, stop fucking, stop embarrassing me. <sighs> yeah, and and you know, we mm-hmm. know how privilege is. You don't know about it. It's unearned. We get mm-hmm. that. I have privilege too that I'm not aware of or not leaning mm-hmm. into enough. We get privilege. 
as far as like understanding it, you know. Yeah. But like, you know, like dismantle that shit, peel that shit away, realize that honestly, that is a part of marginalizing other people that you're in community with, you know? Check that shit. Yeah, yo. Stop it. Yeah. Stop doing it. So that's going Stop in the pit. Stop doing it. All it's of in that. the pit, yo. All of that. Colorism is in the pit. Lovecraft is in the pit. In I the need pit. them to come out and tell us what happened. So I need to know. Well, I need to know what happened. I don't even know if they are because there's been lots of talks about colorism within the series. Right. Which I'll be honest and say I've been detached from because mm-hmm. sometimes I just want to just not even engage in stuff in that way. I just want to mm-hmm. just watch a show. <laughs> Right. So Lovecraft right. is where it was like, I just want to just watch the show. I don't want to do all the typical race nerd things that I do mm-hmm. in general. And it was conversation where the woman who, who is the woman who does the show? You know, I'm horrible with names. Misha Green. Yes. Yeah, someone brought it up to her in an interview about like colorism and like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I don't remember her um, answer verbatim because I didn't yeah. think I was going to talk about it. But even mm-hmm. her answer was like really flat and just like not even like. Right. To paraphrase, she said that she acknowledges colorism, but she did not want to make the story about colorism. She didn't mm-hmm. want that to consume the dynamics that were already present in the series. And so it was a choice. It was a conscious, conscious choice mm-hmm. not to talk about colorism yes yeah so i don't i don't i don't (laughs) you know like this is different okay no 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 no. it's totally no it's totally different i'm just saying someone was put in blackface no i'm saying that my expectations are fucking low why would anyone say anything the person who is a part of creating the show was just like i want to you know remove that because i didn't want to i need answers yo like they're you're not gonna get them you're not going to answers. get them. You're not going to get them. You're not going to get them. I, How many days has it been since that video was posted and this has gone viral? I need they them. have not said yeah. a DM thing. You're not going to yeah. get those answers. It's been a while. It's been a while. You're not going to get those answers. Yeah. I, I need I need to know like the <laughs> chain of command, like how that happened. It's It's too much. And then here's my other question. Like, was this a decision that was made strictly by the makeup artists? Because she's cast for this because of how she looks. She's in the chair and they're like, oh, yeah, but she's not as dark. Like, like I, I just want to know how isolated this decision was. I want to know how far up to the top I feel it like goes. it was a lot of isolated, ridiculous decisions. Because who the mm-hmm. fuck casted her? You knew who that person was I feel like whoever, yeah, I feel like. So it started there. isolated It started there, but then it continued to another isolated place where it was like, Mm -hmm. I'm this makeup artist. I got to do this job. This is who they had. Mm -hmm. I guess I use this shade. (laughs) This is what I'm (laughs) thinking. I'm thinking that whoever casted her probably thought it was fine. Like maybe the person who casted her didn't think there was any necessity to put her in any any kind of darker makeup or anything. Maybe they Mm -hmm. were like, okay, this is the person we want to use as is. Mm -hmm. You work, you fit. And then she gets there and makeup wants to, you know, do thinks that they're doing like a great job or whatever i don't understand how you're a makeup artist anywhere at this stage in 2021 and think it's okay to put anyone in blackface i don't get that this is i don't get it this is the business you know how much shit goes down yeah you know how much shit goes the fuck down this is not this is not new this has happened before this makeup artist has done this before courtney b vance has sat by a motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a blackface before okay this is like oh boy yeah that was tuesday girl that was tuesday yeah yeah 
That was Tuesday. But um, yeah, they're in a pit. I think I think we did a show. Yeah, we did. We did a motherfucking show. Be sure to follow us on all the social medias. We're on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and J. You can always send us your T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. And as always, you can check out our website, T with Queen and J dot com for whatever things you want to check out our website for yes yes you can follow us personally if you want to follow our personal accounts i'm on twitter and instagram at jennycia f the f is for like whatever f's are for um <laughs> queen where can they find you on social well they could find me on twitter and instagram at the queen speaks with an underscore every time you say socials i'll be like i'm not giving my social security number but that's not what you're saying. But yes, that's what you can find me on the social meds. All right. And hit that dope. follow button. Yes. Dope, dope, dope. Uh, what's our hashtag? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no hashtag, yo. Just at the royal family. Like, just at them. Like, y'all good? <laughs> <laughs> they are good. That's what that they're, they're fine. They are fine. Roxanne Gay added them last night. Like, y'all up? Y'all, y'all awake? <laughs> No, she's hilarious. I really enjoy her. They have a at at Royal Family on Twitter. You can fucking tweet. Oh, there's an account. (laughs) Yes, they have a Twitter account, yo. So no hashtag. Just an account. Just an account. Yeah. I got them. Like, yeah. So just at the Royal Family, yo. Not the it's just at Royal Family. Yes. At Royal Family. Y'all good? (laughs) Cause I mean they're fine. But bother. They're totally fine. They're totally They're totally fine. They're totally fine, yo. It was, it, was, it was just another Sunday for them. Just another Sunday. You know, they fucking interrupted CBS, interrupted my regularly scheduled The Equalizer. They did. We didn't get to see Equalizer. I didn't. I was it like was thinking, not, I was like, oh, do I want to watch this interview? Do I want to watch The Equalizer? And I of did the same I thing. And I was yes. like, uh-huh. I was like, I actually want to watch The Equalizer right now. And, and it's, it it's not on. No there. episode. No episode. No okay. episode. Cause I don't is. get to see a I don't get to see Queen Latifah save a black woman because the whole royal family is dedicated to harming a black woman, okay? Or a mulatto, as y'all like to say. <laughs> Sick of y'all. Sick of y'all. Oh Fucking with my fucking Nubian queen, Megan. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh, this podcast was created hosted and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with editorial support from a black girl named Candace. Tea with Queen and Jay we turn up responsibly like when they told me how to listen to uh... (laughs) no 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 I I know about Savage uh, because I did pay attention to that kind of on my own. I paid attention to that because it was a remix and I liked the idea of getting together with Beyonce. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I thought that was that was really really important for a lot of reasons. Uh, One was you know Beyonce had been around a bit longer and had achieved a certain level of success, uh, but she was not thinking of herself in such a way that she knew more. Uh, that, uh, you know, she had achieved so much. She came looking for you and she did this remix. And I thought, now that's what women do. That's what black women do when they're busy with each other. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of paid attention to that. But then they told me to look at the, was it what? And uh, I did. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. And here's what I said. Here's what I said. Now that's audacity. Uh, That is audacity. And that is uh, the ability for women to take charge 
of what they want to say. Because I, as I said, I had paid attention to the young, um, you know, gangster rap uh, time when, you know, men were in charge. They said whatever they wanted to say. They said whatever they want to say about women, uh, what have you. But women, uh, you know, didn't say for a long time uh, what they could say or wanted to say or dared to say. And so I thought, that's audacity. So I'm with you. I'm fine. I have no problem. 